Hello everyone, we are back from a long break. This is For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I am Coach Ty, and I'm sitting right next to Coach Hines. And it's been a while. It's been too long, and it's uh, it's it's great to see your beautiful face. Well, beautiful. Well, oh, stop it. The, the heat's gotten me. Yeah, to me today. <laughs> it's it's been too long. It has. We uh we had talked about uh, this whole episode is talking about the state of athletics, mm-hmm. high school in particular, definitely throughout the country, and the current state of quarantine and COVID and all that's going on, you know, for each of us in our lives. But uh, it's funny because Coach Ty and I had talked 10, 11 weeks ago when this first started, when we were told to quarantine to flatten the curve. We said, hey, let's put this on hold for about two weeks, mm-hmm. hunker down. And that and because of our technical skills. Well, well, you are more technically savvy, technical. But not much more. Yeah, not we, much get, more. we get the blind leading the blind here. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, but we're here. <laughs> we are here. Th- th- thanks we're to back. Your, your abilities. We're back yeah. and we're talking about sports. Uh, what would you be doing right now if uh, if we were not in the middle of a pandemic of sorts? Well, right now, I think uh, baseball season for high school would be over. Uh, right now, we would be rolling into a uh, summer league, travel ball, um, trying to keep the kids together with the high school team to just kind of pr- promote that uh, continuity between uh, the players. Um, So right now we'd just be getting ready, gearing up um, for summer tournaments. Um, Maybe just some light workouts. Maybe checking the mail every day to see if your championship ring was finally delivered. That would be amazing. That would have been amazing, yeah. But, uh, you know, unfortunately didn't. You know what? I'll tell you the truth, Kurt. I feel really bad for uh, the senior athletes for this year. Um, This is their last year, especially I know. um, Luckily, the football season was you were able to have that. But for baseball and, you know, um, softball and a lot of other spring sports here in California, a lot of seniors didn't get to play their prized senior year. And uh, it's really unfortunate. But um, like with sport, period, there's so many life lessons to go along with that. You know, to persevere. Is that right? Persevere, but it was close enough. There's some words I just can't get out. But, uh, you know, just, you know, like what I tell kids on the field, we're going to make errors, and it's how you recover from them. And this is not an error on your fault or anything like that, but it's an error um, in life, period. And it's something you can pick up and move on. Yeah, and I think that's the, the whole gist of, you know, uh, once again, this is uh, officially, I guess, episode 18 of our For What It's Worth coaching podcast. And, you know, as you and I kind of navigate through this new world of doing podcasts, uh, it's just two friends that get together that want to share our passion. Yes. And I think one of the things we talked about is, is not having things scripted out, but just mm-hmm. talking as we did three minutes before starting to record this. Hey, yeah. what do you want to talk about? Um, both you and I are cut from the same mold or same cloth. You know, that when we first met each other about four and a half, five years ago, uh, for the people that maybe haven't heard some of our other podcasts, but we met at a, a small group uh, setting for our church, and Mark and I hit it off as did our wives right away. And it, yeah, yeah, the connection was, hey, you coach and I coach. But as we all know, there's so many coaches that coach yeah. that don't see eye to eye or aren't on the same page or in it for the, the right reasons. True, but I think uh, the real connection was because we're the old couples. See, you 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 pronounce you pronounce that word differently than me. I, I say beautiful. Beautiful, old, old, yeah, beautiful aged, couples. We're like a fine well, wine. A fine wine couples. There it is. Fine wine couples. <laughs> and we hit it off real good. And we laughed at all the young 
parents. <laughs> the, the young bucks. Uh, yeah, you know, as far as you mentioned, you'd be finishing up your baseball season and making yeah. sure guys are finishing strong in the classroom and, and doing uh, baseball with the summer leagues and whatnot. Um, we would just be wrapping up our spring ball and be full on, full swing with our summer workouts. And we're at the point now where with football, um, it's different in every state. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I know that right now we are uh, early June as we're recording this. I believe today's the 9th of June, is it? I think so. No. Um, Jill's sitting there at the other end of the table saying no. Uh, maybe it's, it's the 14th. 14th. The 14th of yep. June. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just heard a now from the <laughs> background. She's By the way, my wife is not from Jersey, but apparently that, that sneaks out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now. The Jersey Shores. Now. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. The, the, welcome to our first class studio I know. here in sunny San Diego. And Polly's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we, we uh, it's funny because I, I really, I'm an optimist to the core. And as much as I don't understand the quarantine and I, and I respect people that want to do it for different health reasons or whatever, I'm ready to get on mm-hmm. with our lives. With all due respect to other people that, you know, kind of view this differently. Um but I know both you and I feel that, you know, we've talked for all, for so long that sports is more than just a game. Yes, you know? 100%. And I think this is a perfect time for us to really practice what we, meaning all of us as coaches, uh, preach, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, yes, we want we still want to win when we line up with, against the other team on mm-hmm. Friday nights or whenever mm-hmm. we play our baseball games. Um, but there's so much more. Now is a perfect opportunity when things look so different. Um, let's talk a little bit. And I think our, we haven't even discussed this. I think our answers may be different, um, but did you did your program, the baseball program where you coach, as a staff, did you do anything during this to reach out to players or? So we have an app that we go out, and uh, the head coach, every so often, would chime in and just say, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" And I think it was more of a personal note and see how everybody's doing. And he'd reach out to the coach. The tough part was, you know, too, is we just got our field redone. Laser level, new grass in, and they shut it down, and no one's allowed. I mean, it's not like your field, Kurt, where you had uh, artificial turf or anything like that. This is a baseball field where it's legitimate grass. It has to be watered, has to be cut, has to be edged. You know, so you know one of the things with baseball, you know, you take pride on your edges because they're so tight and clean. And um, now we weren't able to do anything. You know, it's like it, it's tough because. I could see the field from my uh, from my backyard, and I look out and I've I know I've seen a couple times where it was like, oh the weeds were up to my you know could be up to my uh, knees, and it, and it's tough to watch that. It's like well we put a lot of money, and it's not just putting the money in. It's a field to where the kids can play and be proud of. Yeah. When they go there and you know our kids take care of the field. You know when we're done with practice or a game, they're out there raking. They're making sure it's drug drug and they, they water it, make sure the dirt's good. The, it, you know the dirt's pushed back on it. It's a little like grooming, you know, kind of like a nice a barber does your haircut. Everything, all the lines are good. Everything's real good. So it's it's tough when you see that analogy is completely lost on me. By the way, yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's looking at a bald man saying, you know, when you go to the barber, the lines are real nice. <laughs> I'm lost now, but hopefully some out there, someone has yeah. hair. Well, someone's got to do your eyebrows once in a while, <laughs> yes. right? Uh, more so. of a weed whacker. <laughs> so uh, it, it's really tough to see out there and and see the field that we've worked all uh, hard on. The kids were proud on it. Finally, after a lot of years of not being in such a great field, uh, not being able to play on it. Yeah. It's tough. But, uh, you know, like everybody else, you know, we're, we've, we've got plans in place 
to where you know we're going to go out there and get it all ready for their next season and uh you know really seeing the kids and talking to them and and uh seeing them on instagram um their spirits are really high and it, I, how about you how, what, what did you do with uh with your kids well it's it was interesting so so when this all started uh i i think like many of us thought it was going to be a two-week not see your players not see your students student athletes um obviously that that's not the case but um I had made it a point to reach out to each of my players. The easy thing to do was email all the families, mm-hmm. put a post out on Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook or whatnot. Um, but I didn't want to just do the easy thing. So I also reached out to each player by calling each player or texting them. Um, and uh, a funny story with that was one of the players, you know, I, I tell my guys I love them all the time. And one of my players I, in particular, I won't say his name, but I reached out to him and said, hey, so-and-so, it's Coach Hines. Uh, actually, I didn't say Coach Hines. I just said, hey, you know, mention his name. It's... Uh, just checking in on you, see how you're doing. You just let me know if I can do anything for you. I love you. And the response I got back was, what? Question mark, exclamation point. And I thought to myself, wait, I, I've coached this guy for two years now. Like, <laughs> like, how is he not like, you know? What? Who so is I, this? So I said, just, are you okay? Just call and see, see how you're doing. And they said, this this isn't who you think it is. It, it was the wrong number. <laughs> so it's a complete stranger having someone say, hey, I love you. Um, I made sure to get his number, and he thanked me for uh, for calling him. But what, what we also did as a staff was um, we had divvied up our, our program, freshmen or soon-to-be sophomores through seniors, and uh, assigned each coach five or seven players. Perfect. And said, hey, and I, the point I made to the coaches was don't ask them about football. Don't ask them about workouts yet. Mm-hmm. Just uh, do me a favor and just ask them how they're doing. Just check in on them. And then we can get into the football and whatnot. Um, because I, I think it's so important for, now more than ever for let, for us to not assume that just because we're handling this situation one way that all of our players will or all of their families will. You know, we, we talked earlier at dinner, you know, you and your wife have your jobs, essentially. Jill and I have our jobs. We, mm-hmm. we have our health, thank God. Um, and it, it comes down to a lot more time at home with our family. Mm-hmm. Inconvenient, frustrating, but a blessing. Yes. And there are a lot of families out there who are dealing with anxiety, depression, lost jobs, uh, poor health, whatever it is. So I think it's important for, for us as coaches when we get back with our teams. Yeah, we, I think that the, the knee-jerk reaction is, hey, we're behind the eight ball. Let's install as much as we can. Let's get to work. That's important, but I think we have to make sure that the work we get to is pouring into them as people, mm-hmm. checking in with them and really having those conversations. Um, what, what's one thing you want to do when you do get – I know it's, you're talking about a spring sport. I have a fall sport. So the, the timing's different. But when you do get together with your players again, what's what's something you want to – Well, I definitely just want to have a regular conversation with them. You know, just talk to them. Hey, how would you do? How would you – you know, you know some of the things you, that you've done over the time, not just specifically like you said about the sport that we coach – but, hey, what did you do? I know some of the kids went out on a hike together. Some of the baseball players went on a hike. I want to hear about that. How good, that's how you get keep the team together. It's like they go out and do things together. Um, and it's not always about the sport. You know, um, and I know it's very important to get things back together. But when you, uh, when you show that you have more of an interest in their well-being than the sport itself, then they're more open to tell you more about what they did. Yeah. They know they know that it's like, oh, we're not just talking about baseball all the time or football all the time. You know, I want they want to know how it how homeless. Yeah. They want to know what we did and, you know, how I felt. You know, and I remember, I go back to, you know, a few years ago when I started coaching uh, at the high school here 
And uh, one of the kids, um, I just talked to him and I found out he was in a band. And I thought that was the ma most amazing thing. And we started talking about the band. And he actually told me, he goes, I have never had a coach talk to me about my band before. And they actually went out, you know, I wish I could have made it. I wanted to go so bad, but uh, I wasn't, for some reason, I think I had to end up working that day. But they had a gig and I was going to go and watch them. And they were so excited. And I had texted them before. I was like, hey, man, I got mandatory back to work. I can't make it today, but I wish I w it was there. And I told him, break a leg. And he thought it was the greatest thing ever. And he goes, man, I've never had a coach like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially going through this time, you know, showing them that you care more than just them showing up for the sport itself. It's huge. You know, and, and one of the things I had mentioned also, um, and I think I've shared this with you before, the whole reason I knew I wanted to become a teacher was because I had a seventh grade math teacher. And math was my least favorite subject mm -hmm. growing up. Um, but he would sit on the corner of his desk every class for five or ten minutes and just talk to us about life. Mm -hmm. cheerleading football dance drama whatever it was and I remember thinking to myself he cares yeah. like he, he yeah. has a vested interest and it wasn't a one and done check it off okay now the school year is here it, it was almost every class that he would do that mm -hmm. and I think that that's how winning cultures are built within programs and that's how just you change people's lives by definitely when you know someone truly cares about you mm -hmm. as a human mm -hmm. being um, I, I want to make sure that uh, I share with my coaches when we get back together and constantly remind myself that we're, I think we're going to have players that come into camp, whatever camp may look like, however it is, whenever it starts, that are in worse shape than we've ever experienced. Definitely. And I think it's important that we understand as coaches, they may love and need the game just as much as anyone else. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they're lazy or didn't care. Maybe they were just dealing with something that we just don't know about. And until right. we have those conversations... Mm -hmm. You know, some of them are being lazy. That's a fact. 100%. But we can't assume that. You know, I think there are going to be players that come in out of shape, and we need to love them enough to not guilt them for it, not get on about it, not think we're being funny and joke about it, but just meet them where they are and help mm -hmm. to get them where they need to be. Definitely. And I, and I think one of the main things, too, they're going to find out how, how important grades are. You know, it's not just about the sports, how, how well you did in the classroom, and that way it transfers over because I know a lot of coaches, you know, when they then when they want to spend their um, their money for um, scholarships, they want to make sure the kid's going to make good grades while they're in there. And if you're home and you you got to be online and whatever is still getting good grades, he's going to say, okay, he was good enough. You know, it's like an integrity doing something um, when no one's looking, you know. And it's hard for teachers to look at at this time being online, but knowing, hey, this kid is going to do his job, is going to be working hard, and then you can pass that on to the the next coach and they're like okay I know this kid's going to take on uh, more than not more than what he can but he's going to take it on and I know he'll get it done or she will get it done absolutely you know I actually had a, a college coach I was talking to one time from uh, formerly at Duke University um, and now he's at Texas Tech but he had uh, mentioned that they're always looking to recruit captains mm. you know they, they can get their entire yeah. at that time Duke University football program with a great majority of people who used to be captains yes you know, it doesn't guarantee success, but it, but it does tell you something, that they're willing to go above and beyond, right. do a little bit more, that they're selfless and, and a team player in most cases. Um, I, I Being the optimist that I am, and I, I know you're, uh, once again, I feel like we're very, very similar. Um, I think this is going to show more truer colors than ever before of mm -hmm. coaches when we get back together. Definitely. You know, re mm -hmm. really, what is your intent? What is your reason? Yep. Because... I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my crap, 
when we lose a game this season. And we're, as long we, as it's not here at my house. It will not be here at your house. Okay. Um, but when we lose a game, and we're going to, we're, we're, we have a tough season ahead of us. Yeah. Um, and one of our players or coaches blaming on the fact that we weren't together. Mm. And the reason I say that is because none of us are back together right now. We mm. all missed spring ball. We all have to start out the season whenever we get a chance to be with our players again mm -hmm. in some hybrid sort of way. Right. So the excuses are out the window. Mm -hmm. It's just we're all going to be a little bit slower, a little bit further behind than we would have been. But one of the things we preach to our players all the time, control the controllables. Mm -hmm. you know, we can't change the quarantine. Can't take right. that back. Can't. You know, moving forward, this is where we are now. Where do we want to get and how mm -hmm. can we do it together? Definitely. And, you know, uh, all these kids are looking for leaders. And some of the leaders don't come up with excuses of this. Leaders come up with solutions. Yes. And when they come up with solutions, you know, they're like, okay, we're, we're all, in, all in. Yeah. And you can uh, rest assured that, you know, when, when you come in and you have a solution and you're not making excuses for what happened, hey, we're, this is where we're going, this is where we're starting, and this is where I expect to be, and people want to follow you to that. And especially being so, um, how do you say, uh, so excited. Yes, back, you know I miss it. I miss it terribly, and it killed me missing this whole thing. I can I think one of the best things that can happen to an athlete, a coach, a trainer, or anybody is actually missing the season. And when they come back, they're going to be so excited and ready to go. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm guilty of this, but for years I would often say to every senior class, "Hey guys, cherish every moment." This mm -hmm. could be your last, mm -hmm. this is your last year, this is your last year. Most of you won't go on to play collegiate sports. And then somewhere along the way, I realized that, God forbid, but with injuries or illnesses or family life, whatever, sometimes it's not a senior year, but it was their sophomore, junior year, that was their last. Right. And now we have something that's unprecedented. We've never seen before in the United States where life as we knew it was shut down. And they didn't have to play out their senior year mm -hmm. or their junior year or whatever it whatever, was. Yeah. Um, so uh, just going back once again to controlling the controllables. Mm -hmm. And as cliche as it sounds, not taking for granted. Right. Anytime we have a chance to coach or to mm -hmm. play the game we love. Right. And especially with, with your team uh, being in Coronado, being a Navy town, you know, some of them juniors who are going to be playing could have been transferred out to another because of their, their parents could have been transferred to another station and, you know that's a football town, and they got their senior year to go in. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It is. It is. Um, I, I think it's a greater time than ever for us to really, mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned, players are they're, they're looking for coaching. Mm -hmm. They're look, looking for guidance, and, and I think one of the greatest compliments I, I know we both received is when we have our students or our players' parents come back to us mm -hmm. and say, "Oh, so and so said you'd always say this," because a we know they're listening, right. and b you know they're sharing that yeah. at home, which mm -hmm. is a great thing. You want you want the words that come out of your mouth, out of my mouth, our mouths, uh -huh. to be words that are uplifting and encouraging so players feel the desire to share what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Don't have to have it pulled out of them. Definitely. And, you know, when we go to leadership, uh, we're not just talking about COVID-19. We're talking about all this stuff, that other stuff that's going on right now with uh, race and, and diversity, which, which we haven't really dived into, and it's a touchy subject. But I feel sports, especially in the high school, even lower, uh, all the way up through college, and even um, is a great way because it's so diverse, and it's a great way to learn um, each other. You know, whether you're from, it does, I, I, it could be no matter where you're from. You could be a white guy, black guy, whatever, from anywhere in the United States. You're from the south, from the north, or whatever. You learn 
the different culture of that situation, you know, and um, I think as us as coaches and leaders, we need to be very cognizant of that to where not allow, oh, it's hard to say, but just be a leader in that aspect to where, hey, we're here to play a game together. We all bleed red. We all have the same insides. There's nothing different, you know, just maybe the color of our skin, and that's the only thing that's different. And really, the, our character is what defines us. Yeah. You know, be, being a part of something larger than ourselves, mm-hmm. having a common goal, right. and realizing that everyone has their role in mm-hmm. achieving that. I actually had a gentleman reach out to me, I think it was last week, um, from Boston, you know, back, back in our, our, our East Coast roots, and uh, wanted to, to have me on his podcast and said, you know, he's a black guy, he's a black uh-huh. coach. And said, yeah, I'd love to just get your take and things you share. And, you know, over the 23 years you've coached high school football, how you have connected and, you know, mentored your black players as opposed to your white players. And I got back to him right away. I'm like, I'd be happy to be on your podcast, but there's no difference for me. Mm. I said, I, I legit have never looked at a player and said, well, how can I get to him now? I said, right. without putting myself in a soapbox, I think we mm-hmm. and many of us say, right, how can I get to that individual? But we don't do it based on their race or yeah. the socioeconomical or religious or political views or affiliations. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. In sports, and not to say there aren't bigot coaches, racist coaches, there are bad seeds or however you want right. to say it right. in all walks of life. Um, but to be able to say, how, how can I connect with this human being? Right. How, can, how can I connect mm-hmm. with them? And it's it's uh it's going to be an interesting time to really use our platform for greater good than ever before. Right, and I think you along with me is uh, when we do take on a team, uh, all these players become. I have three sons. You have four children, uh, three daughters and one son. Yep. And uh, when I look at my players, and they're players, I look at them as my children, and they're one hundred percent my kids. And when if they need something, a hug or a pat on the back or a scolding, they all get it the same treatment. And, uh, you know, we're all in this together. And, and, I, and I love being a coach because when they react to what we're saying and for the good, it, it's an amazing feeling. And I, and I love every single kid that I, that I coach. I really do. I mean 100% that they're, they're my sons when, when I coach them. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's a powerful thing. And we all know, you know, my wife and I joke about it. Jill and I joke about it because I, I jokingly say since Brockton was, you know, out of the womb, our, our son, I tell him he's going to eat more. you got to fuel your body. And it went in one ear out the other until he played freshman football. Right. And he said, Coach Huff said I have to eat more. Like, Man, it's just, did, am I not speaking English? Like, right, but, right. But we right. realize as, as we raise our children, we pour into our children, that sometimes hearing it from someone else, mm-hmm. a coach or right. a teacher or whatever, can, can just hit them or speak to them differently. Yeah. And we realize that as coaches mm-hmm. that we're not trying to be their mothers or fathers, but if we can say something or live in a way that empowers them to make right. a right decision, we are helping them bring more joy into their family's lives right. and their future mm-hmm. family's lives. And I think that's what I realized the most is when how much of an impact I have as a coach with other players besides my kids is because my kids don't listen to me when it comes to that stuff. They do a little bit, but, you know, it kind of goes in and out the other. Yeah. But when you go on the field, they're like, oh. And then when my son comes back, oh, Coach so-and-so, like what you just said, said this, this, and that. And I was like, I just told you that last week. You know, <laughs> right. it's like, but then it was like, okay, well, if my kid's not listening to me and some other coach is saying to, you know, saying the same thing I am, what are these other kids, dads are saying to them, and I'm saying the same thing, but they're listening to me more. 
Yeah. So that just shows how much of an impact we have as coaches on these on these players. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one one final like, question I have for you, and I guess we can bounce off each other. No, as as we uh, as we wrap this up, is what are you going to do with a player that uh, comes comes back to the program, back into the fold, so to speak, once this is all over, that uh, just just is toxic about anything we've been dealing with for the past few months, whether mm-hmm. whether it's the COVID thing, the quarantine, the racism thing, it's a very hot topic. And, right. and I hate to say topic, it's a very real thing in, mm-hmm. in our country. Uh, what, what would you do as a coach with a young man or, or young woman but that comes with, with a, a toxic mm-hmm. attitude towards that? Well, I think the first thing, um, I think a lot of these kids, um, they just need someone to listen. You know, whether you agree with them or not, you just need to sit and listen. Amen. You don't have to have the time. You know, and you don't have to sit and listen and have them rant in front of the team. You bring them aside and you you ask them, hey, what's going on? What's the matter? And you can just sit there and listen to what they have to say. And, uh, you know, listen to what they have to say. Let them vent and do whatever they can. And then you go, okay, great. I understand how you feel, you know, but this is what we have, you know, as a team, this is what we need to do. And, um, you know, it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the, on the subject. Um, if it's a toxic, if it's too toxic, it's going to, it's going to be, uh, one of those things you got to really monitor a lot. But, um, I think number one, especially now, uh, especially high school students, high school age students, they need just someone to listen to and someone to vent for, uh, too, because I, you know, they, you, like you said, you don't know what's happening at home. Um, they might be angry at something else and just taking it out on a different subject. But just sit there and listen and see what they're doing and just, you know, ask questions and have a, a, a legitimate conversation with them. Don't get judgmental. Um, don't get political. Just have a conversation and let them talk. Love it. And I have nothing to add. That's, what? That, that was beautifully said. I think and this is the history of this is twice. That I was going to say, this, it's not the first time. Won't be the last. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, beautif- beautifully said. And, mm. uh it's glad to be, not, not it's, I'm glad to be back uh, together doing this. And that we'll have to not wait another 12 weeks right. before our next well, episode. Well, we only did two today, so we'll have to do a couple in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I, I appreciate everyone that's listened. Uh, our goal, once again, sharing this is not just for selfish reasons to get together and, and have uh, share a meal together with our spouses and families, but to just share our passion for, for sports and for, for the platform it gives us as coaches mm-hmm. to hopefully, uh, I won't even say impart some wisdom, but just share our passion. Definitely, definitely. And our love for the sport, our love for the kids, and uh, just our love for our families. And uh, just this whole thing is just, we just need to bring more love back to what we're, what we're doing. And uh, as a coach, you know, bring that love out onto the field, bring that love into the stands. And uh, that passion that you show will definitely show uh, in the stands and on the fields, on the sidelines. I feel so, like we, I feel like we should hug right now. Uh, I'm about ready to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Before we hug or, or cry it out, we're going to uh, wrap it up. Definitely. Uh, we didn't mention last time one of our sponsors. We've got, we've got uh, two sponsors now. Mm-hmm. One of them being GameStrat. If you haven't used GameStrat, uh, check them out. It's, it's a company that uh, I jokingly say... I feel like they only have one customer being our school itself because they, they call, or they don't call, they pick up a call anytime. Whenever we've needed them, they're there right away, they're personable, the product is amazing. Uh, it, it's been a game changer for us. And in addition to GameStrat, 
we have Eclipse Blackout Mask, which is my company. Um, what it is, it is a mask to help with training in a um, IDLH situation. Uh, to you know what, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Well, so I, I'm going to have to work on this some other time. That's right. And we might even change it so Mark can get rid of this if he wants to. But here, yeah, here's what I love about it. And I was thinking, even <laughs> as he said this, when we started doing this podcast, GameStrack came out as a, as a sponsor of ours. And I had asked Mark one time. He didn't even bring it up. I said, what about your company? And he kind of hummed and hawed. He's, well, yeah, it's my company. I said, but your company's changing and saving lives. Mm-hmm. And, and really, and I know very little about the company, but knowing Mark's passion for people and for coaching and being a firefighter, he he's created a product he and some co-workers other firefighters mm-hmm. that is revolutionizing the way those in the academy and in fire stations across the united states and the world actually you guys are mm-hmm. in other countries yes um are are training their firefighters and doing it in a way that's not causing further damage it sounds yeah. like i know what i'm talking about it does it, wow. so, you sound a lot better than i do wow. well it, it's a sound oh, man, you look. put me on the spot i wasn't ready for anything <laughs> so but uh but you're good at that kurt you're i appreciate really that. that you're really good at that on the spot on the spot training. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> Real life training. Well, we, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And uh, as we often say, take it, take it for what I can't even say it now. I know. Take it for what it's worth and stay strong.